Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I am Mike Sully and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by Tom Costigan and Spencer Fay, who are regulars on the Cinemates podcast and have to be two of the biggest cinephiles I know. Together with Tom and Spencer, we dive into the recent assassin comedy, Bullet Train, directed by David Leach and starring Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Joey King, Brian Tyree Henry, and many more. While drinking some VBs and Coors Lagers yet again, we cover the stacked cast and cameos within Bullet Train, as well as weigh in on Brad Pitt's career so far. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Open the pod bay doors now. Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing! Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Keep busy, Larry. Tom and Spencer, welcome back yet again. How are we? Good, thanks, Michael. Thanks for having us, mate. Thank you for having us. Can't wait to get it, get in. Let's do it. Uh, so you've both already been on the podcast before, so no need to run through what we're now calling the Cinemates Gauntlet, five deep questions about cinema. But a quick question for you both, little check-in. What's everyone been watching at the moment? Uh, I've been watching, I just finished Blackbird on Apple okay. TV. Yep. I'm with Taron Egerton. And I've been watching, what have I been watching? She-Hulk as well. It's just what, you, yeah. what do you think of She-Hulk? It's all right. It's like, it's a bit like sitcom vibes. Mm. And I, I watched the second episode, what was it? Thursday night. Just like, it's only like 21 minutes. So it's like in and out, which I kind of don't mind. Because if it's not going to be the highest of like levels in mm. terms of like quality, then yeah. you don't want it to drag on, which I nah. kind of respect. So yeah. I don't mind it. It's not the worst thing in the world. I back that. Spencer, yeah, what are you she, watching? She-Hulk's been good. I've actually enjoyed it. Yep. Um, been watching a couple of old movies as well. Just watched The Fugitive the other night. Oh, yeah. Harrison, Harrison Ford, first time. <laughs> good flick. Really like it. Great flick. Is that um, the one-armed man yes. one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. What a bizarre plot point. Um, yeah, that's good. And yeah, as I just said to you guys watching uh, Industry, I'm about nearly finished season one. Yeah, really nice. enjoying that. Liking it? Yeah. Uh, HBO can't do any wrong. No, they books, can't. Can they? Oh, and House of the Dragon just started. Oh, so oh we're watching that. Forget. Yeah. <laughs> we're definitely watching that. That was awesome. What did you guys think first oh, episode? I just love being back in that world. Yeah. Oh, I'm so keen to see where they take it. Really good. When 
yeah, the original, like, so they didn't have the title sequence. So I was like, okay, this feels different. Mm. And then, but they had the original score kind of mixed in with yeah. the new score as she was flying over King's Landing. Like that a lot. Apparently, though, there's the, they're going to have a title sequence from episode two. Oh, like really? Mm. One for House Man, yeah. that'll be cool. Cannot wait. What are you watching, Michael? Uh, I'm watching a whole bunch of stuff. Um, getting into Better Call Saul for the first time. Well done. Loving that. Don't know why I waited so long. Um, also watching Ted Lasso, which I'm loving. Absolutely pumped through season one in like two days. <laughs> um, and I'm also watching, I watched Blackbird, mm-hmm. which was really good. And Barry. Really liking Barry. You guys seen Barry? Yeah, yeah. I binged through it like uh, last month, all three seasons. Same. So good. So quick. Mate. Again, the best thing about it is that's Short. like half an hour. Love it. And yeah. it's just like so original. Yeah. Loving Barry. Alrighty, so getting into Bullet Train to listeners out there who haven't seen it yet, what would we say about the movie in one word and what would we rate it out of five? Crazy. Okay. I think it's crazy. It's all over the place, but yeah, one word, crazy. And yep. I, I gave it a three yep. out of five. Um, yeah, I said the word vibrant. Like mm. certainly like the, the color palette like of the whole movie is very yep. vibrant, but certainly just the range of comedy action tries to get you in the feels a bit as well. Yeah. Just a very, it's doing a lot. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I gave it a three as well. Nice one. I said it was fun for my one word, just a fun action movie. Came into it with not too many expectations, but just had had a good time watching it. Yep. Um, and I gave it a 3.5, very colorful. I'd say kind of original. Um <laughs> Haven't sort of had this sort of action movie, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into it. Yep. Uh, so getting in, I think on the topic of color, I think from the very start, Tokyo just looks amazing. It's it so cool. colorful and shiny. What do you guys think of the kind of cinematography and how it's shot and the setting itself? Yeah, it looked very good. I thought um, certainly at the start, they do a good job kind of building the scene as um, ladybugs walking around. Mm. Um and then, yeah, once you're in on the train, you're kind of really invested in the whole setting of it all. Um, yeah. Definitely the soundtrack as well with that. Mm. Staying alive really, you know, <laughs> sets up the vibe really well. Absolutely. I think um, it almost gave me kind of Blade Runner vibes a mm. little bit. Very colourful, kind of, you know, modern Tokyo sort of setting. And I think to kind of be introduced to it straight away, you kind of know what we're in for. Very colourful movie, as you said, Spencer. I think the only thing I would have wanted a bit more is they kind of frame the movie as, all right, next stop, like Kyoto and the next stop and the next stop. So I would have mm. liked maybe once you get to the next stop, like explore the city a little bit. But I know that oh, most yeah. of the movie takes part on the train. Maybe yeah. just give a little bit of, uh, what does this city mean? What does that city mean? Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. I, I, think, I thought it was really cool. I agree. It would have been nice. I, I guess like obviously the pacing of the movie and being, you know, in the train and, and everything that kind of follows with that. Would have been a bit hard, but nonetheless, thought the setting was awesome. And I think the cinematographer, um, Jonathan Seller, he has collaborated a lot with the director, David Leach. Worked on like John Wick, Deadpool 2, The Lost City. Um, so I think the way that they kind of work together is really cool as well. You guys seen The Lost City? I did. I saw I it. Haven't. It's okay. Sandra Bullock also. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. And Brad Pitt. Oh, is he in there? He's in it for like five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, David, the oh, director. And, and Channing Tatum. Yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah, right. But you know, the director, David Leach, was Brad Pitt's longtime stunt double. Stunt oh, man. no way. Yeah, so that's how they, they were really good mates. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I did not know that. What did we think, speaking of the man, the man, the myth, 
Brad Pitt. What do we think? Yeah, I, I love watching him. He's he's been great. I, like Cliff Booth, I think is my favorite of his. But he mm. it feels like he's very Cliff Boothy in this movie as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought he carried the movie very well. Um. Certainly, like he was mainly the comedic relief. I thought. Yeah. With all like the therapy um kind of quotes he was giving, and he was kind of you know he got the most laughs out of me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, really solid from him. Hundred percent. I think. Um. Do you guys think that this was a bit more of a different character from him that we've seen? Or has he kind of done this before? Yeah, I think so. I think he always likes taking risks and taking chances. Mm. Like you like you go back to like Snatch. Yeah. Where he's playing like a, <laughs> a gypsy yeah. and he's got like this accent where a lot of people can't even understand what he's saying, like the yeah, dags yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that. So he's always like taking risks and he always does like these weird cameos. Like as I said, he's in the Lost City, mm. he's in Deadpool to Deadpool 2 for like a millisecond. <laughs> a second, and he's just always likes helping out his mates. And I think right now he's like, what? He won the Oscar a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I think he just likes having fun. He would have got a good paycheck from this, obviously. 20 million reportedly. Yeah, really? Yeah, pretty nice. And you can even see in all like the interviews that he's just really laid back and oh, really yeah. like, this is just like a one for me. I get to do a movie with all my mates, still get paid really handsomely. Yeah. And it's just a fun movie. He's not like bogged down in a serious character no. or a serious like – um, script and stuff like that. So 100%. I think he, you can tell he really enjoyed being part of the movie. Yeah, I think that's so well said. Like he, yeah, he nailed it in Once Upon a Time, got the award for it. And now, yeah, he's just having fun. Yeah, you do see him at like all the press screenings and, you know, the um, kind of first release and stuff for the film. And he's just like jumping around, mm. wearing all this colorful some stuff. some weird outfits too. Yeah, and, and just kilts. like having fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's doing whatever like he wants. Once upon a time, he was like suiting it up everywhere. And I, think he, was, just, I think he was really pushing for that Oscar. Yeah. yeah. He wanted that. Whereas now he's just like, I do not care. No. <laughs> I was I was listening to a podcast uh, like a week ago and mm. the guy made a really good point. I want to get your thoughts. Do you think he's a better leading actor or a better supporting actor? So mm. I've got some movies. So I did for leading actor, obviously you got Bullet Train. Yep. You got Benjamin Button, Ad Astra, mm. Moneyball, Fury, World War Z. Mm. But as a supporting actor, you got the big short. You could say Troy. Uh, Once Upon a Time, obviously. Inglorious Bastards, Fight mm. Club, being John Malkovich, Seven, and then you got the Oceans trilogy. Ooh, so nice. I kind of think he's a better supporting actor at times. <laughs> I'll also add in 12 Years a Slave, his little stint. Oh, yeah. Man. He's also a big producer on the that. film. Yeah. yeah. So I think he works really well as like as part of a Parts big ensemble. Parts that are for him as yes. opposed to like just taking a leading role. He yeah. can still yeah. lead a movie and yeah. he's like, oh, he's Brad Pitt. Like he's so handsome and like yeah. for 40 years, he's just the best. <laughs> he's so good looking. But I think he's, he also works so well because he can just blend like the, the a, a phrase I always hear is like, he's a character actor in a leading man's body. Yeah. So like mm. an ugly guy would really like, is Brad Pitt, but like if he just because he's so handsome, yep. he gets the leading parts because guys want to be him and girls want to be with him. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Mate, just rattling off those movies just shows how insanely talented he is. I think he's had a good run. He's had an amazing His run. His range. He's too. a megastar. Yeah. Absolutely. That range. And I think I, I'm kind of on the fence. I think he's he's good at leading. Like I, I really liked Ad Astra. He played a bit more of a like subdued, quiet, like straight guy. Yeah, yeah, very different. Like all those roles are kind of very different. And you said he takes a lot of risks. So I'm pretty on the fence. But equally, like Seven, Fight Club, he can nail a support role. Oceans, yeah. Ocean series. Yeah, loved him in those. I think so. you just never really know what you're gonna get. Yeah, with Pitt every single time you go into one of his movies, which I really enjoy. Absolutely.
um, yeah, I loved I loved kind of how he was portrayed in this one. Just so charming and handsome as always. But it, this character of Ladybug, he's like quite clumsy. And he's a big, I was going to say he's a bit goofy. Goofy, unlucky, yeah. Yeah. Un, yeah, unlucky. That plays into a big part of his character. But um, yeah, for me as well, it just was one of the biggest sources of like comedic relief in yeah. the movie. So I absolutely loved him. And, and I guess... He is the lead man of the film, but he's not. Would you say he's the main character? Well, yeah, he is. It, but it, yeah, we also get a lot of screen time with other people. Like yeah. it's obviously a big ensemble, and everyone needs to get there. Mm. Needs to get their time. But um, no, I think yeah, generous amount of screen time for him, and most of it is just as I said, yeah, the therapy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which it, like it's interesting as well because like originally, apparently, this movie very early on was meant to be more serious, like kind of oh, diehardy. Okay. I think it was because isn't it based on a novel? Yeah, yeah, yeah which is like serious. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's interesting as to whether like Pitt either jumped on after it became mm. jokier, or yeah. whether he like jumped. I, I think I'd kind of go. Yeah, Pitt wanted to probably have some fun. I think yeah. him and the director, because I think the director also wrote it, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Okay. I think they wanted to make it a lot lighter. Yeah, and a lot more fun. And do you think that paid off in the end? I, I think it's in probably certain, to its detriment. In a bit, certain yeah. parts, I think it worked. I think mm. it worked well. I think on a general scale, yeah. Mm. Well, would you, whether in this film or in future, would you want to see him again playing like a very serious action? Like, would you want to see him say as like I don't know, like, like the a, role of like the Gray Man or like like a Jason Bourne kind of something thing? like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so. Maybe it's, just, it's, it's maybe a bit past him because he's yeah. gonna be sixty next year. Is he 59 yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, he's 63. I, I know that because he's the same age as my dad. So oh I always my, God. my dad. I was like, and Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, I was like, why can't you look like that <laughs> at 59? But I think maybe a bit past that because even though it's like an action movie, mm. the stunts that he – like they're not massive stunts. It's just a it's kind of choreographed yeah. fight, like f- fighting scenes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he could probably do that now. Mm. Like if you want – he could still be serious, like do a serious like thriller or something. But yeah. that kind of really high action level – like even something like John Wick, I don't think he could do. No. No. Um, I'm surprised Keanu can even – John Wick <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, while, while we're on the topic of Brad and his character Ladybug, I thought that <laughs> he had some really good lines in this movie. Yeah, some of them weren't cringe, but like didn't really land, you know, insanely like funnily. But mm. one for me, he's fighting um, Tangerine, who's played by. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson, yep. and they're fighting like on their seats, I think. And they're kind of using all these different things to like, like there's a laptop there and stuff. And this woman is like sitting further down the carriage and she's saying like, shh, like be quiet. This is a silent carriage. And he's like, and Brad's like, <laughs> he's like, eat a bag of dicks, lady. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, I think he's fighting against the other guy there. Oh, um, um, lemon. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, Brian yeah. Terry Henry's character. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> they're, trying, they're trying to be, because they're in the quiet, um, <laughs> quiet cabin. I think they show that in the trailer as well. And when I saw that, I was watching another movie and I saw that the trailer. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, it's just so weird seeing and hearing Brad Pitt say that in a movie. Yeah. It's just like, so, so like, right <laughs> yeah. when you see, you're like, oh, okay, this is such a different movie. Yeah. Like, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of, um, like, comparing it to John Wick, there is a lot of, like, just a lot of comedy around the fights, which, mm. like, I would have preferred to be really serious. Like, I think his fight with um, the wolf, where he, like, 
He's just trying to defend himself, basically. <laughs> and the wolf, like, throws a knife at him and it rebounds him. Like, it just hits and him it, and kills him. And then, yeah, yeah but the, his, the way he dies is he falls onto it, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, million-dollar yeah. baby and does his neck. Does his neck, yeah. And it's just like, um, what does he say? It's uh, <laughs> it's like, let this be a lesson in the toxicity of anger. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just a lot of one-liners like that, yeah. which, which are, like, funny, but it's also, like, I, I do want to be a bit serious in a movie like this. Yeah. Well, equally, I still think it's quite original. Like we haven't, or at least for me, I can't really remember those sorts of scenes that intertwine like really strong action with like trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, but I think, and similarly, like when we get introduced to Tangerine and Lemon, they're talking about how they got like 17 or 16 kills or whatever. And we get this whole montage of all these like insane killings. And they're, bra- and they're like breaking the fourth war as well, like a lot of counting. Them yeah, yeah, yeah. Like recounting them. And some of them were like really cool um, action wise. But um, yeah, it was very different trying to be funny and interlacing that. Yeah. Like it's, it's a balance that, you know, is obviously very hard to hit. And like Top Gun mm. this year was a pretty good example of how you can throw in a joke every yeah. now and again, but you've yeah. got to really have some heart to it. And this obviously just went really over the top. 100%. Um, what were some other characters that we really liked as part of the film? Lemon and Tangerine were my favorite part yeah. of the film. Like Aaron Taylor Johnson as well. Mm. The only thing I have, not a, a little bit of a slight problem was Brian Tari Henry's character. Mm. I just, I wasn't completely sold on his accent. Yeah, like what, I just yeah. American. Yeah, he's American. And I, he's a really good actor. Yeah. Um, but I just would have liked he's in Atlanta. And I just would have liked if he just played him just played American. I know American. they're brothers, but like maybe you can just come up like they adopted and that but they think like and they're brothers that way. Yeah. Mm. I know like he was still the accent was still good, but just that little extra one percent, I would have liked it. But yeah. he, he he was still amazing. But Aaron Taylor Johnson was the best part of the movie for me. I thought he was really charismatic, he was really funny. He looks amazing in it as well. Like the yeah. moustache is fucking so oh. good. Um, and he brings a lot of heart yeah. to it too. And 100%. so I thought th- those two, I put in my notes, I just, I'd love to see a movie with those two guys and like follow, oh. follow them for like, like an a hour Hobbs, and a half. Like a Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, kind of like a little <laughs> spin-off. Spin like, I would honestly yeah. watch like an hour and a half movie of them just like going on another mission <laughs> together. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Well, yeah. Who knows if um, they'll be making another movie of this like Vane, that director, like I don't know if it's been well received enough to warrant that, eh? Yeah, I don't know if they will, but uh, if it makes enough money, it will. Yeah, yeah. I think it's doing pretty well box office wise, but I agree. They were my absolute favorites as well. I thought Aaron Taylor Johnson. Again, this is a kind of new side that we've seen him. We've seen him in like Kick Ass and um, be more serious in like uh, Tenant, for example. Mm, yeah. But this was him being like very. Hard and aggressive, but also had some funny moments. So, like, fit and jacked. Looks very handsome in it. Yeah, absolutely loved him. Um, Lemon as well. Just, like, because he's... Oh, I guess his character was similar to what he was in Eternals. Kind of this, like, funny... Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. yeah guy. But um, I think a lot of people got that. <laughs> but, like, um, he plays, like, the engineer. Like, he can make anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't yeah. even tell you what that movie was about. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, absolutely loved them. They were my favorite characters as well. Yeah. What about the... Are we happy with their code names? Lemon and Tangerine. Yeah. I, I liked how... Um, I put in best quotes. <laughs> it could like, have just been orange. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's the funny. I, but I put in best quotes like I'm lemon, he's tangerine, and they're like the fruit, like the fruit. <laughs> like every time. So awful. I like that. Why why did they didn't they mention why they did that? I think I can't remember though. I, I can't remember, remember either. Yeah. The one thing I know I saw you put in your notes, the the recurring joke of like the Thomas the Tank Engine thing, yeah, which was that, a constant thing of like yeah. trying to identify the good and the bad people in the movie. It's like Kind it's of like this joke didn't sometimes. land the first time. You don't need to keep. It's like, and he's like, got the stickers and shit. Yeah, like I likened it to the um, to the screaming goats in Thor, <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. they were just like beating a dead horse with first time the whole okay. movie, yeah. easily. And then they just bring up Thomas the Tank, and Aaron Taylor Johnson actually goes whoop whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it again? He goes whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, like he finds out the um the I forget her name as the character, but the girl is like the like Joey King's character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you're the um what's the evil train called? The the villain of the like the white death or something. No, no, no. The like out of Thomas the Tank Engine, there's like the evil oh. train and he's like, Oh, diesel? you're that diesel, diesel, that's diesel. It. Yeah. you're a diesel. And it's like, right, like come on. Yeah, like <laughs> How is that like a recurring thing as part of the movie? Yeah, I don't know that. For that someone did that didn't watch that. Thomas the Tank Engine extensively, <laughs> like I did, didn't. Like I watched it a little bit when I was yeah. younger. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't remember. Couldn't the remember other, I couldn't names. remember. The, I can remember Thomas's name, but I can't remember the other characters' names. Yeah, yeah whether that was part of the original book, I don't know. Oh, I doubt it. I highly yeah. doubt that was part of the original <laughs> book. That analogy, but who thinks of that? Like, oh, let's you know use this to say who's who. Like on a, on yeah. a train film, very yeah. strange. Oh, um, very yeah, odd. And and like the. Lemon and Tangerine's dialogue as well. Like it did feel very Guy Ritchie-esque, like very yeah. gentleman, like straight out of the gentleman. And like yep. when I was re-watching it as well, like when um, who's the bloke who dies first with his eyes gouged out? He's in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, oh, Logan Lerman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like the camera is like on Aaron uh, Lemon and Tangerine as they're looking at the dead guy. And it reminded me a lot of that um shot in The Gentleman where they're looking down at the boot. And he's like, Fahak, his name's Fahak. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, this is all very, very familiar. And yeah, it's like, I, he definitely lent into that. Can I say yeah. another thing? Logan Lerman is a really good actor. And I love him because yeah. Perks of Warfare, a great movie. But yeah. also he's Percy Jackson. I love the Percy Jackson books. Yeah. So it's like a favorite. Yeah. But like total waste. He's Such in like, waste. He says like, what, two lines? Yeah. And he dies in like 15 minutes. I'm like, he's in like two scenes. I'm like, uh, what the hell is going on yeah. here? You, you could have just used any other actor. But if you're going to use him, at least- provide some like backstory scenes yeah. or something like that. He didn't get anything. I'm surprised he even took that role. Yeah, because yeah. I saw him in the um, all the like marketing and media that they did for it. And I was like, oh, okay, like keen to see him because he, he hasn't done anything in a while. He hasn't done a lot. He was in a TV show a couple of years ago on yeah. um, Prime with Al Pacino. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, like Hunted yeah, or something? Yeah, like hunting Nazis and stuff like yeah. in America. And that was kind of like his comeback, quote unquote. But I was just found it so weird how they used someone of his yeah. notes. And they barely use him at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's dead for like half the movie yeah, as a corpse. Yeah, he's just sitting there as a corpse. I'm yeah. like, dude, you would have spent like five days on set. That's no, it. Yeah. yeah, like it's cool to have cameos and like for them to have an integral part in a mm. story. But like if he's just going to say two things and be a brat, the characters don't like him, we don't care about him, and then you just find him dead, you're like, oh. Why are you using okay. Yeah, yeah. And then well, speaking of cameos, there are two big cameos. There are yeah, yeah, which, yeah, let's yeah. Do it. Like Channing, Channing Tatum and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Channing. <laughs> Channing's a, Channing, I thought they used that well. Cause well, like, yeah. Because he's a really good comedic actor. Like yeah. in The Lost City this year, he was really funny. And obviously 21 and 22 Jump Street. Like yeah. He's really, really good. He's good. 
Um, and so the scene with him and Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt when <laughs> they showed him, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was surprised. It was the only one I didn't know. Like I knew Sandra was in it. Yeah, yeah I knew Sandra was in yeah. it. Yeah, no, I think that his cameos were so funny. Like he kept on saying stuff like, God, he's got a great walk and like all this stuff like that. Like I reckon him and Brad would have had so much fun yeah, like, they have a good filming chemistry. that. And then you got Ryan Reynolds who just shows up to do a 30-second scene where he's just like walking away from a crash. He's like, he's because he replaced Brad Pitt's character. He's not yeah. meant to be on the train. He's covering, he's for, covering for Ryan Reynolds' yeah. character. Yeah, gotcha. That was good. Um, but I, I love that they can just do cameos for each other. You can tell other. they're like, all just like best mates. Like, hey, yeah. can you come over and do a little scene for us? Yeah, wasn't it like um, Brad was going to do a cameo in Lost City if they did if they did it in his, I think so, yeah. Something that makes like sense. That. But yeah, they would have just had so much fun with that. But yeah, I agree with Logan Lerman, like a bit of a waste. Same with, um, she, she's obviously more up and coming, but Karen Fukuhara, who's in The Boys as... Yes. Um, Notice uh, that, yeah. What's her name? Kimiko? Kimiko, yeah, yeah. 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 She's she like the train the concession tro- tro- girl. Yeah, yeah. Little cameo. Little and she cameo. doesn't do anything. Like I no. thought when I saw her in the trailer, oh, okay, they're going to use like her her skills that she's shown in the boys. Doesn't use it at all. Yeah. And, like, I'm just she so She sold weak. the water. Yeah. She sold the water, yeah. but that's it. Yeah, because there's that scene where she comes in the water and uh, Tangerine and um, Ladybug are kind of fighting and they have to stop and like, and she comes in. I was like, oh, okay, surely she's like she's another gonna, assassin. She's going to do she's something. Assassin, yeah. And do, like she didn't do yeah. anything. I'm like, what's going on? Do you reckon she, they put her in because we thought that she might be one? Maybe, but then again, like if, if that's, it's a waste if that's yeah. just your reasoning. She's putting good actors in pretty <laughs> meaningless spots. Yeah. Um, what were some other characters that we liked? Uh, I do like Michael Shannon. That's his name. Oh, I was mm. going to say I didn't. I didn't like. Well, like him. I, I always like him as an actor, but I just thought I, I didn't really care about the payoff of who he was. Exactly. Like, no. Um, they were building up to whoever this guy was. The they death. didn't show his face and I was like, it's going to be someone. You can tell that yeah. whenever they don't yeah. show the face, like, oh, they're building up. But I thought, yeah, I, re- I really liked Michael Shannon in a lot of things. But mm. I was he, he doing was, an accent as well? Yeah. yeah. I thought he was really yeah. bad. I thought he was really bad in this. Yeah. It was the worst part. I, I did because I have no idea that he was going to be part of it. But I, yeah, I, it, it, the hype did lead up. I was like, oh, what the hell, Michael Shannon. But yeah, just like the the accent was a bit off. He was still kind of threatening, but the accent kind of lost the immersion for me. Yeah. Um, and then when he's kind of explaining at the very end how he was the one who put everyone on their path to meeting at the, the train, train. Yeah. Um, before the like bomb goes off, I was like, uh, it didn't really yeah, hit lost me. for me. Yeah. Because it had, it had two storylines basically where that third actor tried to do something completely mm different to what the whole rest of the movie was. Yeah. And that's you're, just like, end the movie. Because you're also bringing, bringing in the, so it starts with that dad and his son, like yes. the dad and the son in hospital. Like, okay, this is revenge. Then, yeah, something. revenge or something. And then it makes its way back with the dad's father who has revenge against the white death. Mm. So they're trying to interlink all these different stories. Yeah. Um, like what they do in like those Guy Ritchie movies. It's like, it doesn't like, there's, there's some that I do like and there's some where I just couldn't give two rats ass about. Like yeah. it doesn't, I'm not invested in that at all. I, I no. would have been happy for him just to walk off the train with the briefcase at like yeah. yes at, at the hour fifty mark and mm. just call it a day. Good, good action, good comedy, and that's it. Yeah, but yeah, I thought the last thirty minutes, I was like, please just finish this. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did respect how kind of they were able to intertwine them all in a semi-good way. Mm. Um, 
like at the start, you kind of wait, how are these all going to connect? Like you got the father and the the son, um, you got Ladybug, you got uh, Lemon and Tangerine. There's like probably three other more plot lines. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they did kind of do it well, but it didn't quite hit as good as it could have been. And like, what did you guys think of uh, towards the very end? They explain how the water bottle like journeyed through because the water bottle like hit someone in the back of the head and that was like a huge oh yeah uh, turning point yeah. and then they explain where the water bottle came from yeah what do you guys think of that I just I completely forgot about it, until you mentioned it to you <laughs> yeah. there so obviously it didn't have a big impact on me <laughs> well yeah like one of, one of the things <clears throat> I did like about this film is I do enjoy when movies kind of take their time with a joke and they like you know they'd have a bit of setup and then. Mm. Maybe after half an hour, they'll pay it off in a really funny way. Yeah. So I did think that was like kind of funny um, in, in like this kind of same space as like. Um hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, what the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. whoever got hit by the car at the end of the film and then they kind of oh, pay yeah. off how that all happened and like obviously was it Lemon that came in and um, ran her over? Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I do, I do like, like good payoffs like that. But That was good. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, on the topic of, of like short cameos as well, um, Zazie Beats plays the Hornet who's like poisoning everyone. <laughs> Again, she a waste. Like two minutes. A waste in my opinion because majority of her – time like in the movie she's in this fucking big inflatable suit so you have no idea who, yeah. who is in there yeah you can tell something like because they keep on showing that like toy thing so you know something's gonna happen someone's gonna be in there. but she's got one fight scene again mm. i thought she was wasted i thought the one part the two <laughs> two parts that I, I, I did really like was bad bunny's character yeah and that whole origin sequence 
So he's like that Mexican drug guy. Oh yeah. And so they show his like his whole story of like rising through the ranks, and then his whole his wife and his whole family get killed at the wedding. This is the poisoned. wolf. Yeah, the yeah. wolf. So I thought I thought his like that origin sequence was really really good, mm. and that fight with Brad Pitt was good up up, up until that kind of like weird kind of death. Yeah. And I thought Joey <laughs> King's character, I don't really like Joey King as an actor. Yeah. The young girl, like she's been there in those kissing booth movies and she's mm. always been like a young child actress. Yeah. And she's always just played annoying roles for me. Yeah. But I thought she was really good in her part. She was too. good. Like she think, was menacing and kind yeah. of like different than what I've seen her in usually. Yeah. I thought she was really good. She's quite, um, cause her character is like very manipulative, mm. able to put on the tears and stuff. Um, yeah, she was good at that, and she had some comedic parts. So I think she was she was good. She was a good character. Uh, yeah, well, like yeah, again, like that whole origin story with um, the wolf, I thought was really good. And then when they come back to it, and like Brad Pitt was actually there mm. orchestrating the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah, no, really, really enjoyed that part. I guess on on Zazi because they worked with the director on Deadpool two. Yes. That probably comes into it just like come in for like five minutes, yeah, ten you minutes. Get all of these kind of actors are like yeah. interlinked throughout their careers. Yeah, yeah. Would um, did you see Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient? Yes, Is I it, did not. Would Would you say like that has any similarities? Yes, it's but got that's like a big cast as well. Yeah, that mm. does has a big that has a big cast, but that's also based on. Another book. movie which is based on a really, really popular book. Like yeah. at those Agatha Christie movies. Mm. Yeah. So that already had a really good source material to go off. And it's yeah. it's more of a mystery and there's not a lot of action in it like this is. Yeah. And I think they use the train and like the architect of the train really, really well. Because yeah. that it's like all about deceiving and manipulating mm. like the other characters. And then as the movie goes on, you learn more and more about the characters and like their drives and like their yeah. motivations. Yeah. So I actually kind of liked it more than that because like what you said before, it's – it's in its lane, but it knows what it's doing in its lane. Rather yep. than bullet train is trying to like appease all these different things yeah, as, yeah. It, as it goes. Yeah. So it kind of falls flat in all those areas. because. Mm. And I think just, I think if they stripped it all back and got rid of a lot of the characters and kind of just kept three or four or even just five central characters yep. and not trying to interlink everything, I think it could have, could have been executed so much better. Yeah. Mm. 100%. I think um as well, on that, there were there were some, you know, we've talked about some characters that we did really like and, you know, there, there were some plot lines that were good. I really enjoyed The Elder. Yes. He's obviously in a lot of kind of samurai movies. Yeah, he's right? a very he's, famous Japanese actor, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And he's, he's playing this kind of, you know, kind of dark um, fatherly role and I think the kind of scenes and sequences when they're kind of about to go to Kyoto and he's explaining his backstory with the White Death I really enjoy those and the score is kind of building mm. and the whole movie is like climaxing. Again, that origin I really liked because you get a like the Japanese kind of like underground mafia mm. and you see like the White Death's kind of origin and you see like their two stories interlinking yeah. and how his wife got killed and like that scene where the house is on fire and his yeah. son's like in the, in the corner like crying. I think that, yeah, that was really cool. Mm. Like, yeah, that's probably like all you need though, like those two. Yeah. Exactly, the like wolf, just strip it back. Lemon tangerine. Yeah. And get off the train. <laughs> and um, uh, have you guys seen Prey? Yes. I haven't. Did you like it? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of people because they loved that new kind of take on it, but they're saying that they would have wanted the actor for The Elder as like in a in another Prey movie, but in like, you know, kind of 1500s Japan. Japan. Yeah, that'd be sick. As like a samurai yeah, against, against a predator. Yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Well, like say, so, yeah, that movie right there is, you know, like it's 
it did a very good job of being, you know, relatively serious. I can't really remember if there are any jokes in it at all or any, like it was certainly some good dialogue there between the people, but um, I think you just really like the action more when you know, like this is serious. There are some actual stakes to what's mm-hmm. going on here. Yeah. Um, and you just care about it more. And it's a lot of visual, like not of um, a lot of practical effects in Prey, mm-hmm. whereas in Bullet Train, you can really see like the animation and the CGI. Yeah. Especially at the I end. Think most of it was all. Yeah. Especially at the end where like the train's coming apart and like all the like the members of the gang are, like climbing on top of the train and, yeah. and whatnot. It, you, it's really, 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 it's like in The Grey Man. Like it's really, really apparent, like mm. the bad CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that leads to like it was filmed in 2020, like in this October. Was. Yeah. No way. So like in the height of COVID basically. So it's like. Did not know uh, that. Yeah. Like they built four carriages and filmed most of it in a studio. So it's no like. Way. Yeah, that's, yeah. That makes me wonder like whether they even filmed the Tokyo scenes with Brad Pitt in yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. I doubt it. Probably not. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think like when. Yeah, the the train's kind of breaking apart, and you got Ladybug. Obviously, his whole character's about bad luck and stuff, but he's flying through the train as it's crashing. Yeah. And the CGI was just like, uh, like I've, I'm lost. Just well, use it's like practic- train crashes are hard to do, and it's they like, are. as you said, Gray Man has a train crash, and Ryan Gosling jumps off the train, and that looks fake. Yeah, Shang Chi looks so bad. Shang Chi so train crash. Yeah, looks terrible. Oh, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say it looks terrible. I think it looks the best well, out of the three. Better, it, looks it looks the better. best out of the three. I mean, like the the scene, the Shang Chi train scene where it's like they're fighting hand to hand. Yeah, that's unreal. That's good that's inside, good. but once it turns to crashing, that's where yeah. there's some problems. Yeah. And I think you compare that to say Top Gun, which is very heavy on the practical effects. You guys talked about Prey. It's hard to, it's hard to go back to CGI. So is, does Spider Man yeah, Two have the best train scene, where he's like holding the train back? <laughs> yeah, Probably. that's all practical. That looks that's that's all practical. Yeah. It's like 2004. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's a shame we have to compare everything to Top Gun, but it's just like this is the world. That's the best film of the year. Like yeah. I guess you have to. It's hard to. It's hard to go back to it. Um, what were some other kind of good scenes or, or bad scenes that we liked or didn't like? I did like the I did like the the kind of uh, back and forth between Ladybug and Sandra Bullock's character. Mm. Again, I would have I just would have liked maybe a, a different mission, and she's just in his ear the whole time. Yeah, and it's kind of them just like she's back helping him, like back in her office or whatever, and she's just kind of helping him on this mission. Just something, yeah. I don't know, just something different. It sounds like I'm shitting on the movie. Like I did like <laughs> the movie. It's enjoyable. Yeah. But there's just certain parts where you could have done this, could have done that, could have done that better. I really, I really like their chemistry, Sandra yeah. Bullock and Brad Pitt's. That was really good. I thought their dynamic is awesome. And um, again, kind of that friendship cameo outside of the movie was, you know, coming in on screen. But... And we did get it at the end, but their kind of banter and stuff, like he was always needing like advice and you talked about the therapy. Mm. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. I de- just didn't really care about Sandra popping up at the end. Yeah. I, like it's just like, as I, didn't, I didn't even need to see her really. Can no. we talk about the ending? Like it's just all green screen. Yeah. Like you can yeah. tell that like they put <laughs> it had like- to be a reshoot. It's like, terrible. Like it's all green. And she gets you mean out. when they've crashed? When they've crashed yeah. and, they, and you see Sandra Bullock for the first time come out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think she gets out like in an Audi and you, they have to make sure you see the Audi logo the in the first. back. Yeah. yeah. That's like product yeah, placement. Product placement. It's like, that's like Transformers level shit. <laughs> and it's all green screen and it looks absolutely woeful. Yeah. So, so just quickly on the topic of like <laughs> ad placements, there's like the Voss water. When oh, they're, is there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just so blatant. But yeah, I agree. The, the ending scene, 
very green screen. You got all this stuff happening. Um, Michael Shannon's face gets like blown off by the gun. Mm. And yeah. that he yeah, that just looks bizarre. Um the, the 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 final crash where Tangerine kills um old man, I think, was good. Yeah. But other than that, I thought it was a funny weird. payoff. But yeah, as I said, I that last half hour I was just really keen to get out of there. Mm. I did think like I thought the lemon and tangerine scenes were probably the highlights of the film. Yeah. Um, along with the the wolf fight scene, I thought, like, obviously not a massive demanding um, stunt role for Brad Pitt, but no. I thought the hand to hand combat with everyone was really really solid. Yeah, on that point, I think the the stunts and the fight scenes themselves were quite original. Yep, like the actual, you know, I guess like shots or like <laughs> what what do you call it? like. Well, just like the scenarios, like the scenarios, we're, we're yeah. all yeah. Um, I I did watch an interview with Brad Pitt and the director about this, and they were just saying how much inspiration they got from Jackie Chan films, just about mm. like situational fight scenes that like <laughs> gonna use everything around cont- you. They're contained, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the trash can, you put the briefcase in that. Like the knife will come off the briefcase. Like just stuff calls, like that. The water bottle, like be resourceful. Yeah, resourceful. Yeah, I think um, there's a scene where the Elder and the White Death are fighting with their katana swords and one of the swords is like stuck into the wall and he's like pulling his head towards it and then he uses like the chair or something to get around it. Yeah, that was cool. And just like stuff like that I really enjoyed. Yeah. What did you make of Brian Tari Henry's character getting shot and you think he's dead and like you think he's dead for 15 minutes and then Aaron Taylor-Johnson like goes and tries – he like goes on like this crusade like – because I love my brother, blah, blah, blah. And then mm. he gets killed. And then you find out Brian T- Tari Henry's character um, is alive because he wore the bulletproof vest. I was like, we kind of just spent like 15 minutes thinking you were Grieving. dead. Your yeah. brother just kind of sacrificed himself because of how much he loves you. And then it turns out that you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, uh, kind of, again, yeah. just fell flat for me. Yeah, I think like, because I loved uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character so much. I was sad when he died yeah especially because of that and the way that uh lemon goes out he drinks the water that makes him really sleepy yes and it's funny because he's dominating uh joey king's character Character, yeah um but then he yeah comes back alive 20 minutes later because of the bulletproof vest (laughs) i'm like what did Aaron tell i've I've, I've just learned like to know in the like i knew he wasn't dead if they don't like show you the dead body he's likely not (laughs) dead every (laughs) single movie has this problem now like it's been like like, the last 10 years like whenever ever a character dies unless their head is chopped off they're not in my opinion they're not dead yeah also didn't he say at the start of the movie wear a vest like he's he's like like, i don't i don't like wearing vests yeah so he just lied so he just lied yeah (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> unless their heads chopped off, they're not dead. They're never, it's very similar. I've been watching a lot of Westworld, and it's like they like if you don't shoot someone in the head, yeah. they are like going to come back in some other form. Obviously, yeah. so uh, yeah, it's just very cheap and um, makes me care a lot less about those deaths. It's like the problem in Marvel movies now because they've introduced the multiverse. Characters can't die anymore. They're just like <laughs> different variants. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean that's a good point, and like this movie does borrow a lot from Marvel and like we mm. did get this around the same time as Grey Man where they're yep. just both both could have been made by the Russo brothers basically. Oh, 100%. It, like are we at the point now where like a lot of these um, films like as I said this one turned into a comedy pretty early mm. in production. Is this where we're at with like you need to be funny and just like make sure you're telling the audience no, no, no. We're just letting you know we actually are kidding. 
Like, don't take <laughs> us too seriously. Well, yeah. That's like in the Lost City as well. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's very comedy, like very comedic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you go, and then you still got to have like the explosions and whatnot. It's like, yeah. does Jason Bourne drop that many jokes? Hell no. no. It's like John Wick drops a couple, but not as much. Just one liners, but it's not trying to exactly. Wink at you. Yeah. yeah, they know that people are there to see the action and see Keanu kill people. Yeah. yeah. That's when like the movie knows what it is. Whereas I don't like it when they're like yeah. winking at the audience, like, hey, look at us. We're making this joke intentionally for you because based on this other thing. Yeah. And it's it's the whole like, Thomas the Tank Engine thing. Yeah. yeah. Basically. <laughs> audiences are smarter than that. Yeah, exactly. Most of them, yeah. Um yeah, while we are kind of shitting on the movie, I did think it still was pretty. <laughs> it is enjoyable, yeah. It I is really enjoyable. Liked it. Movie. I really liked it. Yeah, it was different. If you want to go and like hour on fifty, just turn your brain off and just have fun yeah. and stare at Brad Pitt, which a lot of us do want to do that. Correct. Then have a good time and go yeah. watch the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. And as we said before, they would have had so much fun making it. Mm. And again, we're seeing Brad in like something something different. Um, on that point. Where do we <laughs> probably a dumb question? Where do we think it sits amongst the Brad Pitt rankings? Oh, like so, perform like performance, yeah. yeah. Or if, it, or if we're movie talking like Brad Pitt movies, it, it I can't really think of anything like worse, <laughs> like <laughs> in terms of what in terms of his <laughs> filmography. His filmography. Yeah. <laughs> Pull up his IMDb. He's made some stinkers in the past. I haven't seen it, but isn't Burn After Reading a bit of a no, stinker? No, Burn After Reading is really good. good. It's okay. good. Yeah, it's a um, Coen Brothers movie. So I'm just going, okay. there's a movie called War Machine, which didn't really do it. Did you ever see Allied, the one with Marion Cotillard? No. They play like spies. No. It's I pretty forgettable. <laughs> I love the big short. I've gone on record. It's my favorite movie of the 2010s. Like, yeah. I absolutely love that movie. Fury. So Did you like Fury? I didn't mind. I loved Fury. The Tank movie. Loved it. The Counselor. The Counselor. Yeah, have you have seen, seen that? that? He's all right. It's got a good cast like Penelope Fassbender Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Fassbender. Yeah. 12 Years a Slave is good. Only a small so he, he is kind of a one for you, one for me type yes. actor. World War Sounds Z. Like Who's good in that? World War Z. Grant Killing Phil. them softly good. That's that's That was the peak of his hair, I say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Moneyball. I love Moneyball. Love Moneyball. Yeah. I rewatched that the other day. The Tree of it's Life. Good. Have you seen that? That's a fucking yeah. mindfuck movie. I didn't mindfuck. like it at all. And then Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. And there's plenty more. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's so interesting the supporting actor thing that Tom brought up. Like, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. And like, I'd argue he's a better supporting actor. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'm probably still on the fence. I think you just love when he's on screen. Like, yeah. he's 59. He he's made some absolute crackers. Whenever he releases a new movie, I'll go to the cinemas and watch it. At just point, like what I was saying before, it's just you you never, he's always taking chances and you never mm. really know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. Like I love Leo. Like Leo's my favorite actor, but you can, he's always going for like those big leading projects. Like yeah. he's going to be the center of the movie for, he's going to be in nearly every scene and he's yeah. kind of not play the same character, but they're going to struggle with something. They're going to have some like internal mm. demons. Whereas That's Pitt so well is said. always challenging himself like he can yeah. be comedic he can be like the really ugly dude and just be in a shit role <laughs> yeah. but he'll still he'll like steal the movie and you'll yeah. go away being like wow Brad Pitt was so good in that yeah. 100% um, I wonder what his role will be in Babylon yes have you heard of yeah. that yeah, cannot wait for that with well, Margot. Yeah, with Margot. Uh, but I was listening to a podcast yesterday. They were talking about like their ant- anticipated movies. Apparently, he's not the lead. It's some other like unknown actor, okay. and he's the supporting role. But they're just marketing it as Mar- a Margot and Brad Pitt movie. Yeah, you have to, I guess. Yeah. Wait, so sh- she's doing that Amsterdam and Barbie. Yeah, yes. Amsterdam was filmed, I think, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Barbie, then- Barbie's getting filmed now. Comes out next year. Right. Yeah. And yeah. what was the other one you said? 
Amsterdam? Amsterdam. No. Babylon. 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 Yeah, well, Babylon um, still undecided if it will come out later this year or okay. next year. Yeah. Very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, looking that's forward to good it. buzz right there. Yeah, I think um, I would – no, I got nothing. <laughs> what's your What's your favourite pit performance? I'd go money more. I think it's got to be Aldo Rain for me. Yeah, I, I – I think he just steals it. Yeah, I think – Gorolami. <laughs> I think, yeah, Inglourious Bastards, Big Short. Mr. Like, and Mrs. Smith was one of like my, the first oh, movies I, loved, I really loved. I loved yeah, that. Like, I, at a young age. I love that. I think um, – him with the, Again, him with the buzz cut. Like his hair has gone through so many transformations. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, and equally with the buzz cut, um, I love him in Oceans. Just like – Oh, he's oceans. always eating chips. It's so <laughs> he's good, man. Like popcorn and chips and stuff. Rusty. Oceans. Ocean's 12, I loved him in because he's like a bit more central, just, has the romance with um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. The chemistry with him, Damon, and George Clooney is just off the charts in all three movies. It's ridiculous. It's so good. I've just had a big slip up. We're forgetting about Tyler Durden. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, five yeah. <laughs> so we can't. I think that's got to be the number one. Yeah. Seven as well. Seven, I yeah. love he's him He's just unreal. He's I'd, just yeah. the best. That's an insane run. Hopefully he teams up with Fincher again. I'd love to see that. So yeah. Good. Where do you think he sits amongst your male actors at the moment? Well, it's like if Bullet Train was headed up by, I don't know, 98% of other actors, mm. I probably wouldn't rush to see it. No. How yeah. I rush to see Brad Pitt yeah. on a train in a in like an Asian adaption mm. of a book, you know, like so yeah. I think he's definitely he'd be like top ten biggest movie stars in the world, if not top 100%. five, you know. I think as well, like you respect him so much that even some of the duds that you mentioned, you're not gonna, you don't really drag him, for drag it. him down. No, like he's Brad Pitt. Exactly. Okay, all good. Yeah, go to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think he's up there, and similar to Tom Cruise, like I was kind of watching this on screen and watching all his press and stuff. Like he's just a megastar, and he's he's at the absolute top. And I don't think anyone doesn't like him. No. Like if someone says I don't like Brad Pitt, you're like, what, what's well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. not, wrong, not what's wrong with Brad, what's wrong with yeah. you? Um, no, I completely agree. 100%. He's just so good. Um, it will be very interesting to see kind of what he comes out with, Babylon coming up and others going forward. Any other final takes for Bullet Train or Brad Pitt? Uh, no. Yeah, like I said, keen to see what he does next. Hopefully this will be a big um, critical one for him. Mm. Yeah, looking forward to it. It just if you want to just have an enjoyable hour forty five, go watch the movie. Yeah, and, and if you like the BGS, go go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, and especially Thomas the Tank Engine. So that is a wrap for Bullet Train. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Huge thank you once again to Tom and Spencer for coming on the podcast. Great chatting with you. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, no Michael. As always, please let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes. Please check out our Instagram and TikTok at Cinemaze underscore. Otherwise, we'll catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemaze content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemaze is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time 
and chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.